Hey everybody, it's your boy Garrett J. Black, the founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, daily fire edition. Today's topic is this. You want me to run into you? Sit back, relax, and welcome to today's daily fire. All right, my friends. All right, my friends. This morning, well, this morning I got to use my horn. Sounded like this. That's what it sounded like. Got to use my horn on the old G-Wagon. Now, my G-Wagon is not a normal G-Wagon. We got to lift it, put some big wheels on it. It's like pretty sweet. So it makes me a lot higher up. I like it. I like it. It's very different than driving my other car because my other car is very, very low to the ground. Sports cars are always low to the ground. My Jeep's like, it's kind of like a truck. It's like up high right now. My G-Wagon, I love it. So this morning I'm driving and taking my daughter. We're going to stop at CVS. Why are we going to stop at CVS? Because she wants to pick up needle, rubbing alcohol, and uh, some bandages and some gauze. Why? Because the girls are all piercing each other's ears at school today. They just did this this weekend. I, I got to see it on my daughter's Instagram story with my daughter getting her ear pierced by her girlfriend who's shoving a needle through her ear into an apple. And uh, yeah, it was a big deal. Everybody was super pumped and now they're just piercing all of each other's ears. I remember girls going through that. I went through that. I remember being at a, a football camp one summer and we took the dorm key, the key to the, the actual room uh, that we were staying in. They had these huge safety pins with keys attached to them. And one of the guys I was with in my room pierced my ear too. I think that was like in ninth grade or 10th grade or something. No, it's like eighth grade, ninth grade. I don't remember. We pierced our ears at football camp too. So anyways, the piercing thing is happening. So we stop and go to CVS to go pick up the needle to go pick up the rubbing alcohol, the gauze, the bandages, and stuff that she feels like she needed, plus a little Gatorade. And as I'm pulling through the parking lot, there's a person who's coming to turn right in the parking lot. It's a big strip mall. We're going to CVS. There's a big strip mall. There's a grocery store on the right side, Starbucks over on the left side. There's one guy who's sitting there parked or stopped in the road, uh, and he's coming towards me, and he has his left turn signal on to go park into a parking stall. There's another woman who was at the right side where the parking stall was where he was going to turn into, and she had backed out, and she had stopped. She pulled over to the side and had stopped right behind the cars. And from the time I pulled into the parking lot as I was approaching, she was stopped on the side of this uh, side of the pathway there in the parking lot. She wasn't trying to drive anywhere. She wasn't trying to go anywhere. So I'm sitting there and I go around her. I'm still inside of the other car that's coming towards me that wants to turn left. And I'm going straight. And then out of nowhere, she whips her wheel and starts turning this drastic left. Like not just going straight, like going left. So she's pulling straight into me. Her car's on my right side of me. The car that's about to turn left is out in front of me to my left side. And then the car right next to me, she comes to pull a drastic left and almost smashed in my car. I hit my horn and I'm sitting looking at her and I'm like, woman, do you want me to smash straight through your car with my vehicle? Because like your tiny little Honda is going to get plowed over by this. Like, what are you doing? Now, I didn't say any of this to her. I just honked at her and she looked at me and she threw her hands up in the air and I looked her straight in the face. and I was like, what is there to throw your hands up in the air about? You were parked on the side of the fucking road and you took a radical left and you broke the laws of traffic. Like, you can't be parked on the side of the road and then try to flip a big left and not look in your mirror and not expect some shit to happen. So the principle for today is simply this. Look before you leap. Look before you leap. Look before you leap. This woman was inside of her own world, which I totally get it. It's morning time. Everybody's inside their own world. I get it. But she was inside of her own world. I was like, look before you leap. She wanted to pull a drastic left, but when she looked up from her cell phone, she didn't look in her mirrors. 
She didn't look in her left mirror. She didn't look in her rear mirror. She didn't look out the back window. She didn't look. She didn't look at all. She just leapt, which is not a problem except for the following, which is oftentimes you and I inside of our marriages, inside of our business, inside of our marketing, we get an idea, we don't look, and we just leap. There's no surveying of the territory. There's no investigation of look, where am I at? I'm not talking about looking for long periods of time. I'm talking about just being committed to looking at all. So there's people who don't leap. Maybe that's you. You just don't even leap. And then there's other people who do leap, but they don't look. And so they end up creating all kinds of chaos for themselves. And they end up getting angry at the people who were looking while they were leaping. In this case, woman getting fired up at me because I was honking at her. So here's my question for you. Where in your world, across body being balanced and business, across the core four, do you currently find yourself in a situation where you are not looking before you leap? You keep leaping, but then chaos ensues. But you're not looking for problems, looking for obstacles, looking for challenges, looking for things inside of leaping that would allow you to solve them beforehand. All this woman had to do was pause for a second. She'd have been good to go. Or turn on her turn signal, and I would have known she was coming. And then I could have slowed down myself. Where is it for you? My friends, that's all I got for you again. Love to see you inside the Daily Fuels. We keep this conversation rolling inside the Doctrine of the Warriors way. But either way, uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Pull out your warm-up and your weapon, aka journal in your pen. Write that area down and then ask yourself a bigger question. What are the things I should be looking for before I leave? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire. Parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next daily fuel is going to be powerful, won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So with or without the book, Here we go, and welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends, so uh, yes, we are in another repeat day of a fucked up voice recovering from five days of training, but it just became six days of training, and I have a seventh day of training tomorrow, and that'll be the final day. It's, uh, It's a brutal week, a brutal week. Great training, great energy, but yeah, the voice just ends up needing a break. So much fucking energy talking. And here we are talking to you and going into this daily fuel. And you know what? That's all right. It's all right. We're going to get after anyways, even though my voice can be a little bit limited. So the principle and parable we talked about today was this connection inside of uh, this woman trying to take a left in a parking lot. And she didn't look. And then I kept going. And then she just pulled out radically and I almost ran over her car in my my G-Wagon. And she honks and she gets angry and looks at me like I'm an idiot. And the principle we pulled out of that was this idea that you need to look before you leap. And this idea of looking before you leap, we're going to tie it today directly into the code. And we're heading into chapter 7, Raw Feelings. We're going to be on page number 90. And specifically in chapter 7. We're going to start off with a quote, and the quote itself comes from actually one of my favorite poems of all time, uh, which is a poem called Invictus by a man by the name of William Ernest Henley, and it says, it matters not how straight the gate, 
how charged with punishments a scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. So here's the, here's the thing we're going to tie this into right out of the gate. You know, I'm the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Like there, there is no, there is no repeat or going back and forth with this, like at all. Like, like the entire idea that I am the master of my fate, I am the captain of my soul dictates the facts that you and I are actually responsible for how we see life. That we need to look before we leap, right? This woman sitting in the parking lot, like, no, she's responsible for her own behavior. There's nothing I can do about what she chooses to do or not do with her behavior. Her behavior and her decision with her behavior to turn left or to sit there parked on the side of the road and then bail out to the left was her responsibility. But guess what? I'm also the master of my own fate and I'm the captain of my soul and so is she. And there at times there are things that people are going to do and things that people are going to say and things that people are going to experience. And as they do it, they're going to impact you and I. Like in a massive way, there's going to be a deep level of impact on us. As individuals, a deep level of impact about how we see ourselves, how we see the world, how we think about life. And in that, we have decision. And the decision is simple. The decision is how will we choose to respond? Like, how do we respond to what it is that we're seeing? How do we respond to what it is we're experiencing inside of a trigger, inside of our emotions, and inside of our feelings? Right? This woman in the parking lot had feelings. I had feelings. But in the end, we were both responsible. I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my feelings. We could easily change that quote inside of Invictus to, I am the master of my feelings. I am the captain of my feelings. It matters not how emotional another one gets, how charged with punishments the scroll from other people's emotions. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And this, this game itself took me a very fucking long time to uncover. Like just a very long time. Difficult to understand. And we're going to dive in and we're going to take a look at that here inside of what's going on in this chapter. We're going to start verse 1 in chapter, chapter uh, 7 on page 90. Here are several of the facts of my own life. My first marriage lasted a year and a half. And now my ex-wife and I got married and divorced within eight months. During that short time, I got cancer. She had her son, Parker, and we got divorced. All facts. The feelings around these facts have been very different, however. Right? So I'm going to stop here in verse one, and we're going to freestyle. You know, my ex-wife and I, Christy, um, have gotten a very good page now. Even at the time I actually published this first version of the worry book back in the black book, um, we were not in a good place. Like, we weren't in a bad place, but we definitely weren't in a good place. We weren't really communicating. We weren't really talking. We'd talk maybe once a year. Um, and I would engage mostly with my son through cell and through text. And we weren't on the same page at all. And I could talk about the facts about what was happening with us. And I ultimately had been so many years. I mean, my son's 19 years old. And my ex-wife and I had maybe talked like three times, which sounds crazy, right? We'd maybe had a conversation over the phone three times over five to seven years and had seen each other twice, twice in 15 years. Had not seen each other in person more than two times in 15 years. And so my facts were my facts were my facts. Well, we ran an event called Warrior Week for Women. And at this event, um, I got to have an experience that was very profound and very powerful. 
I had my ex-wife, Christy, come up. You can actually see these, this video. Uh, we'll post it here in the armory for you to watch it. But uh, it, for two and a half hours, my ex-wife, Christy, and I and my son were all on stage. And our trainers, Kevin and Coach Sam, took us deep into a process. And it was painful. It was so fucking painful. It was the first time my ex-wife, Christy, and I had actually confronted our feelings about what had happened in our divorce 19 years ago. Like, neither one of us had actually really dealt with them. We'd had the facts. We had our opinions about how the other had shown up. I had opinions about how she'd shown up. She had opinions about how I'd shown up. And yet, inside of those opinions and inside of those facts, the way we told them, neither one of us had actually dealt with our feelings. Like, at all. And so we sat in this place of of wanting something more inside of our own marriages. But we also wanted something more inside our relationship with our son. And so we've made a leap. We took a leap. Like we made a commitment to try something new. So she's coming to this warrior event and she sends me a text message and says, hey, when I come down to this Wake Up Warrior Woman event, I'd like to spend a one-on-one time with you and talk with you uh, before I leave and go back to Canada. I've got some things I want to talk to you about. I said, why don't we talk about them at the event on stage? She agrees to this and we choose to go all in. And here's where the principle gets interesting about look before you leap. While it come down and coming down to a car and sitting in a parking lot, taking a left, yes, it might make sense for you to take a little look about what you're looking at, what you're doing, what you're experiencing before you actually just radically take a left, right? Like that would make sense. But inside the game of our feelings, oftentimes we can't actually see the consequence of making very difficult decisions. And so you just have to have the courage to go. And I was sitting there and I was filled with so much shame and I was filled with so many, so much guilt and so much blame. And she was too about our situation with each other back and forth and back and forth that once we were both forced to confront this, we had to leap. And looking before you leap doesn't always mean you can see. Like I want you to understand this and look at this. Just because you're leaping doesn't mean you actually see what's going to happen. Like oftentimes there's there's no ability, there's zero ability for you and I to actually see what's going to happen. Like it's impossible for us to see what's going to happen. We will not know what's going to happen. All we have the capacity to do is to actually just choose to leap. And so we go, we make a leap, we dive in. And inside of diving in and inside of pulling the trigger and inside of making that leap, we looked before we left. But just because we looked doesn't mean we saw. And that was the case with me and Christy. We went on stage, we took the leap, we looked, we had no idea what we were getting into. And it was one of the most emotionally powerful and at the same time, the most excruciating emotional experiences my entire life to sit on stage for two and a half hours and get completely processed and gutted emotionally with my ex-wife. So let's come to, to verse 16. On, let's see, page 92. One day, it all became too much. Every day that went by, ignoring the feelings inside my soul, the questions and the emotions and the frustration and the anger and the rage grew inside of me. And it was quite literally killing me, 17. Although I didn't know what would happen or what the proper way was to do anything, I just knew I could not keep this emotional shit inside me anymore, 18. 
I didn't speak about how much it hurt inside to watch people I'd given my life to for years not give a fuck about me when I was crumbled mess on the floor in tears. In the most crucial moments when I needed fucking help to climb out of the goddamn hole I was in, no one was there. Many of the people I'd given hundreds of thousands of dollars to when they were down and needed help, and yet when I needed a lifeline, there was no rope thrown down to aid me. They weren't there. 19. I couldn't tell you how it felt to be accepted as a brother inside a church as long as I said and did the right things. But the minute I had problems, questions, or concerns, I was ostracized and outcast, no longer accepted as a brother anymore. What was pray, what was once praise from my voice became persecution. So this game, I'm going to freestyle this again, this game of leaping comes with consequences. And you can look before you leap, but you're not going to always see the consequence for leaping. And if you're leaping towards something brilliant, which is really what the leaping principle is all about, well, nine times out of 10, when you leap for something great, you take a dive into something amazing. You leap into greatness. You leap into an experience of power. You leap into an experience of possibility. Well, guess what? You're leaping into the void. That's why they call it a leap of faith. So when they say, look before we leap, to leap is actually leap in faith, which means you don't actually have a full knowledge of what will or will not be. You don't know. And this is the crazy thing about feelings. Like when you start to dive into the feelings game, there is no way to know exactly what the consequence will be. You leap into living by the code and there are these facts and then there are these feelings. When I got on stage with Christy, there was no way to know. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I didn't know how she was going to respond. I didn't know how I was going to respond. I didn't know how my son was going to respond. I had no clue how the thing was going to go down. I had no idea how painful it was going to be. I had no idea how intense it was going to be. But the leap itself requires faith. So when we look before we leap, just because we look doesn't mean we see. And when we look, just because we leap, we don't get to see. Inside of that, oftentimes we're required to leap by faith. Let's come to verse 30, page 94. If I'm really angry, I'm not going to pretend I'm really happy, even though this might offend people. No, I'm not actually going to be pissed. I'm going to try in this idea of being completely honest about how I feel. 31. It was a quite interesting journey. The first experience occurring when I walked into a local grocery store. It was a horrible morning from the start. After getting in a fight with my wife and things were continuing to go downhill. 32. I went into this grocery store and as I was checking out in the line, the cashier asked me the typical question all cashiers ask customers. How are you doing? My response, absolutely shitty. Everybody, 34, everybody in line froze. Like I had just spread a virus or cancer had just been dropped from my mouth on the line. And anybody within a 10-foot radius of me was going to be infected. So people started moving out of the line, not knowing what to do with themselves. And yet I was standing there watching it and thought, 33, I actually feel a lot better now that I told you guys that I feel pretty shitty. And yet now all of you guys are feeling pretty shitty and I'm feeling just fine. 36, wait a second, there might be something to this shit of telling the truth about how I'm feeling. So I continue to practice raw truth telling. And now we're going to go off script, finish this chapter up. So the power inside of this game then ultimately comes down to a willingness to leap in faith over your feelings, not knowing what's going to happen, but yet also letting you know that when you leap in feelings with the code, Although you don't have control of what will actually happen, what I can promise you will happen 
is an opening up and a power beyond the pain of the initial feelings and a capacity that increases in you to actually feel the feelings. Let's come to the points upon it from the general's tent. Point number one, facts real and feelings raw both occur, but also are very different parts of any experience. The feelings within a situation are much harder to find. Point two, we all have a dark warrior that wants to be unleashed. If you can't be honest about the facts and you can't be honest about the feelings, if you don't get your feelings out, they become weapons of destruction and instead operate like a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. Point three, there's a trifecta that occurs between our feelings, stories, and facts in which the stories we tell are directly linked to the feelings that we have. All three are separate yet linked together. Point four, we will remain confused if we don't acknowledge the feelings that we are feeling in any situation that we encounter. My brothers, that's all I got for you. In today's experience, we've come to learn the principle of the day, very simple. Look before you leap. But we've also come to understand that when it comes to feelings, even though we may look before we leap, in the end, it's truly a leap of faith. But that faith itself becomes knowledge as we continue to progress. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.